Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Titan FC podcast, sponsored by It's a 10. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex, and I'm joined, as always, by the COO of Titan FC, Lex McMahon. Let's, let's talk about those silky smooth tones that you continue to, to inject into the airwaves, man. It, um, it's like a throwback to the crooners, like the, the Frank Sinatra, the Sammy Davis. Dude, you were part of the Rat Pack, weren't you? I was the, the sixth rat in the Rat Pack. I was, <laughs> the, uh, the little known rat of the Rat Pack. I was the water boy. <laughs> By water boy, I mean the booze that they drank. No, uh, I try. I try, you know. I got to work on it. That's about all I got going on for me right now. But how are you doing? I'm good, man. You know, um, I mean, let's just get this out there. Let's, let's, Let, let's just have a little talk about some shit that went down yesterday. Literally. How I was assaulted in this very office. Can you believe that, man? I kind of can. It's karma, right? I, it's definitely karma mixed within some, some... I mean, I'm a firm believer of the animal spirit. I am, too. I am Native American by uh, ancestry and uh so i'm definitely a firm believer in, in in animal spirit for those of you who don't know and you should check out my my instagram uh, which is just lex mcmahon to get kind of a, a cool little funny video recap of the event but yeah man i was sitting in my office working away on titan 45 and all of a sudden i heard this just like crash and you know what it was man it was your best friends it was those little bastards plotted against me. I think so. I had two animals, uh, a kudu from South Africa, which is like a, a giant deer with big spiral horns, really pretty, and uh, a Russian boar. Um, you know, I took these animals, you know, I mean, let's be honest, I shot these animals, <laughs> not make it pretty, I shot these animals years ago, like three years ago for the kudu and maybe six years ago for the boar. And... Like the wall just gave way, man, and next thing you know, I've got this giant spiral horn digging into my head mm. where the kudu fell in, you know, and I got hit by both these animals, man, and like blood spurting out. It was like a giant head wound, you know. You got a nice gash though, but you didn't get any stitches or anything. No, I went to the plastic surgeon and he's like, I ah, will put a little glue in it and yeah. we'll, you know, let it, you know, heal naturally. It's not bad. It's a, you know, it, because it's and you know, in the fighting world, we know this. You know, head injuries, uh, head cuts bleed a lot more than, than, you know, the damage really is. Yeah. So it looked bad. So I had this blood spurting out. My wife's freaking out. The kids are freaking out. The dog's freaking out. And the only thing I can think of is the first thing I go, once I realized what had happened was, shit, this is karma. <laughs> and, you know, do listen, you, did it, you it go is back? what it is, man. Like, and then the, the second thing I thought of was, holy shit, I've got to get a video of this. <laughs> While I've still got blood spurting out between my... So my wife is taking a video while she's freaking out. And I'm sitting there, you know, recapping what had just happened. So, yeah, I mean, things are interesting here at uh, the, the satellite office of Titan FC at the McMahon Casa. So everything that I got from, from your explanation is, number one, Lex did it for the gram. It's true. He did it for the gram. And number two, when you're describing the story to me, because I saw the videos yesterday, but you tell me the story now. I just envisioned... Like those old school reenactments from like America's Most Wanted. Just like you telling the story and some like actor just sitting there on his laptop and just getting smashed with a kudu. Yeah, dude. I mean, like think about the irony. Like, I mean, I did two combat deployments in Somalia. Like, <laughs> I've done some shit, been some places, you know. I, and I've managed to survive, you know. And imagine if I would have gotten taken out by an animal that I killed years ago. Like... The irony, the karma, 
all it's, of those things, man. Like it's, it's I, I laugh about it because what else can you do? Like I think I even posted in in the the clip like. If you're not laughing, you're not living, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it would be a better way to go than in some, like, car accident because that would just be funny as hell. That's one of those things where you know your friends, your your Marine Corps buddies would be like, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I, I sent the video to one of the guys who's a Marine Corps buddy that I go hunting with and uh, a bunch of my other Marine Corps buddies yesterday, and they were all in tears. That's like, funny. every single one of them. Like, the comments and the feedback I got – where like one of them, you know, said it was the baboon plotting a, uh, <laughs> you know, a conspiracy against you to take you out. And other guys created their own videos that they posted on Facebook of their animals. And like one guy, Lee Stuckey from A Hero. Oh, right, right. He, he's one of the guys that I go hunting with all the time. And, and he actually was with me in Africa when I, when I got that kudu. He, uh, <laughs> he posted a video of him talking to all his mounts going, Look, Lex told me what happened. I need you all to be on your best behavior. <laughs> if any one of you knew about this, right. speak up now or you're all grounded. Exactly. How much does that thing weigh? Dude, the animal was probably about 800 pounds. Jesus. And the mount isn't like, it's not light at all. Yeah. And feel those horns, dude. Like I don't want to touch it. I need to get, you already took one for the team. I'm not testing it. <laughs> I'm good. That thing is massive, though. That's a huge animal. Yeah. So anyway, man. Let's talk some MMA. Let's let's talk we, about the big world of MMA. Man. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks uh, in the world of MMA, not just Titan FC, but uh, the UFC as well. Uh, John Jones came back to retain his title at light heavyweight by defeating Daniel Cormier. Yeah, man, like that was a crazy, crazy good card. Like one of the you know the the better cards I think that they put on in a long time, and and the undercard was great. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, um, but I, let's talk about the main card because there's so many great fights that I think we should focus in on that I want to touch on. I mean, let's start off with the fact that one of the guys who was signed to Titan yeah. was, was, you know, ready to make a fight. And we actually, I actually called on his behalf two days before he was supposed to fight and got him into the UFC Volcano Desmir. Yeah. You know, and, and I used to manage Jimmy Mantle. Yeah. You know, and so Jimmy and I are super close, and I'm obviously I'm rooting for Vulcan, you know, so I'm thinking, wow, what a, you know, this is going to be a great fight. Dude, Vulcan put the sleep on Jimmy, dude. So just bad. laid him down. 42 man. seconds in a clinch to just, and it, I mean, look, man, it's, it's so crazy. The fastest rising light heavyweight in UFC history. I mean, he He's came. He's number in, three in the world. Yeah. Popped up. He posted it uh, yesterday, this morning. Number three in the world. Yeah, uh, you got. So Vulcan had a great post. His his kind of shtick, paying homage to to his home country of Switzerland, is that it wins. He gives the Swiss Chocolate. chocolates. Yeah, and uh, Jimmy wouldn't take the chocolates at the weigh-in. Taking the chocolates. So the next day after the fight, or maybe the following morning, yeah. Vulcan posted. He really should have taken the chocolates. Yeah. What a great line. Hashtag should have taken the chocolates. <laughs> that was great. I was dying. I mean, I, I do a lot of work with Vulcan, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. It's I can't be any happier for him, especially seeing everything that happened from the Titan card. Sure. Of him having his, like to lose his opponent with 24 hours. Not even. No, he lost Two his hours. opponent within hours. Yeah. Like within an hour of, of the fight starting. Yeah. He I, rolled in, and I had to pull him aside and talk to him. Like, he had a rough road, man, so it's awesome to see yeah. it all come together for him, and, and I'm his biggest advocate, and 
I really hope that that you know he he gets his title shot and and it looks he shocks like it. the world, dude. It looks like it. I mean, he's I know right now he's making the 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 argument to fight Gustafsson to be king of Europe. Yep. And I you know I don't think of anybody else who deserves it more, honestly. Yeah, I agree. So let's let's talk about the next one, which is you had Maya versus Woodley. Oh man, that was crazy. You know, I mean, I'm torn on this, man. Like that's a controversial fight. After the fact. Yeah. You know, and you got Dana talking mad shit. Yeah. And you got Tyron kind of responding with mad shit. But, you know, saying all kinds of different... They both were using statistics, yeah. you know, that were in each argument's favor um, about why the fight was the way it was. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't the most exciting fight. But Maya, I think, brings that out in people because of his style. Yeah. And Tyron, I think to his credit, we were... We were discussing this earlier. I, I thought it was 17 takedown defenses. You you thought it was a little bit higher, maybe yeah. like 23. Yeah. Whatever it was, that's damn good. That's for damn sure. impressive. And, and kudos to Tyron for, for doing that. Um, you know, I, I think that he gets a lot of he gets a lot of grief because maybe, you know, I don't even know why, man. Like yeah. the dude, the dude's beaten Wonder Boy twice. You know, he beat Maya. Like he's beaten all of Jay. Beat Robbie. Like. Who hasn't he beaten that's that's up there? I mean, my argument is it's a, it's the same as people say with Floyd Mayweather. Least amount of punches thrown, most effective fighter. It's the same thing with Tyron. And he's the most effective fighter. He's doing what he needs to do to win. Yeah, I mean, listen, you have to be... It's like we were talking about with Houseman Field today. You know, it's sports and entertainment, yeah. right? And, and you got to be conscious of that. But at the end of the day, he's a champion. Yeah, and you got to hold on to that belt as long as you can because it's your legacy. It, it, it's it's the the time in your career when you're making the most money, you know. And, and so you got to maximize that opportunity. So man, I don't find I don't find fault with it at all. And yeah. you know, I, I wish Tyron the best, and and you I, know, hopefully he he you know puts on a little bit more exciting fight next time. But hey, he did yeah. what he had to do, so good for him. Man. Yeah, I mean, supposedly him and Dana squashed the beef, and they're good to go now. But I mean, you know, it's the same thing, like. If Anderson Silva would have slipped all those punches and this, that, and the other, he would have done it flashy. Tyron right. doesn't do that. He wants the long career. I'm happy for him. Sucks to see people button heads, but business is business. Yeah, man. It, uh, that, that it is. That it is. And then what about you think about the, the Robbie Lawler uh, Cowboy Cerrone fight? Oh, that's right. I kind of mixed up the order a little bit. Yeah. You know, man, um, good for Robbie. Yeah. Good for Robbie. Robbie's a neighbor. He actually lives like two blocks away. Really? Yeah, he lives really close. Uh, and you know we 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 hang out socially, um, especially like his his wife walks the kids to school with us in the morning. That's you know I'm kind of kind of yeah. a stay at home dad, yeah. you know since I have the schedule that I keep, so I get to walk the kids to school in the morning with all the all the moms, and uh, you know Robbie's wife will come. Sometimes Robbie comes because obviously he's got kind of a similar schedule in terms of he has flexibility. Um, and we have mutual friends and, you know, obviously Robbie and I know each other a long time. So I was rooting for him. We were watching the fights. Great for him. Um, I expected, frankly, I expected it to be a harder fight for him. Um, but I also thought it was a, you know, Cowboys tough man. And I, you know, I thought it went kind of the way I think a lot of people expected, yeah. um, which was to be a tough fight with Robbie winning. Um, but it could have, I mean, Cowboy easily could have won that fight. Yeah. Easily. Just seemed Robbie had his number, though. Yeah. I mean, I think the fact that Robbie came out, like, guns blazing so quick. Cowboy stop, starts a little slow. Yeah. You know, and maybe that, I mean, that's always been kind of a chink in his armor is that he starts a little slow. Well, the same thing Tyron did to to Robbie. He came blazing in. Yeah. 
So that's crazy. That was a good fight for sure. The one I was excited about, and not because of the fight itself, um, because let's be honest, Evinger didn't stand a <laughs> chance against Cyborg. Yeah. But I was excited to see Cyborg, because let's be honest, man, she's she's had a roller coaster, man. She's yeah. been up and down. To say I least. mean, there's no question that she's, she's talented, man. And I think she's a really good person. Um, I admire the, some of the stances. Yeah. Oh, we got a little phone call. Don't worry. Don't mind that. All Let's right. Go. We'll just let that roll. Yeah. Um, it's, it's prob- probably come up someone calling in being like, hey, yeah. at the front gate, why can't I get in? Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. You Doing the podcast. You can't come in. <laughs> uh, but but at any rate, man, like she's gone through a lot, and, and I really um, am glad to see her um, excel and end up where she needs to be. I mean, you know, she's a three-time champion with – you know, Strike Force, right. uh, Invicta, now the UFC. There's no question she's the best. She's 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 taken a tough road. Some of it she's put on herself, obviously. Yeah. You know, and she's listen, man. People fuck up in life. Yeah. And, and what's actually cool about it is she has acknowledged yeah. I made mistakes. Yeah. She didn't give up bullshit excuses. She's like, look, I made a mistake. It wasn't the kangaroo meat I had in Australia. Right, right, yeah. I didn't yeah. get a tainted sexual enhancement pill yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, for sure. She, like, out of out of most of the people that, that have been busted by USADA or whatever in the past few years, I kind of feel like she's the only one that said, like, my fault. Yeah, I fucked up. Like, it is what it is. Or I shouldn't have taken this. Or they even had the explanation. The last one was I was taking this because of this. So it's like... There, I think she gets more shit than she deserves for sure. Yeah, and also, I mean, another thing that that excited me for her to be able to, it was for her to be able to compete in her natural weight class. Yeah, you know, I mean, the the UFC was trying to kind of shoehorn her into the either getting down to one thirty five or fighting catch weights. And the reality is, man, like you see, that girl has one of the toughest weights. She still has a tough weight cut to forty five. Yeah. You know, but what she had to endure to get down to forty. I mean, that's part of what has been historically wrong with the sport. Yeah. That is, is making, you know, we are changing, and she's brought a lot of attention to that. So I think as a champion, she'll have a louder voice. So, and, and, and some people who know me well know that Chris is kind of my psych- secret crush in the MMA <laughs> world. Like, I, she's just a badass chick. And, yeah. and there's something about that that I find incredibly appealing. Yeah. But she's also a quality person. So. Good for you, Chris Seibel. Yeah, and she's understanding the business more and more. What I find intriguing now, though, is the the onslaught of this person ducked me to, oh, well, I offered the fight and you ducked me. It's like Kat Singano is now saying that she had offered to fight Cyborg at 145, and Cyborg like blocked her on Twitter and all this other stuff, and she's not even acknowledging that. But you know, Holly Holm turned down the fight, and uh, Durandame turned down the fight. So, yeah, but I mean, let's be let's be honest, man. Nobody wants I, to fight. Nobody Cyborg. wants to fight Cyborg. No. Now she's the champ, so they're gonna have to line up to fight her. Yeah, and you know, good for her because she'll get to earn her money. She'll get to continue to perpetuate her legacy, and, and hopefully, I and I think she'll use her her station in life now as the champion to to make a positive influence because she's a very religious girl. Yeah, you know, she does a lot with kids. Um, she's you know 
been on both sides of bullying. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, listen, that whole thing with Angela Nagana, Angela Nagana cyber bullied the shit out of her. Jeez. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, Chris lost her temper and smacked her around public. Like, hey. that's not right either, dude. I, you know? I, which I get, but I mean, you and I both kind of grew up with, with the mind frame, like talk shit, get hit. Oh no, for sure. Like, and I get it, but she's a public figure, right? right. So it's, it's more challenging. She's going to have to deal with the repercussions of that, whatever it is. I'm sure it'll get worked but out. Do you, but do you, degree. as a promoter, feel like it's it still holds true even though you're talking about fighters? I mean, you know the volatility of some fighters. Yeah, man. It's a caveat emptor, right, which yeah. is buyer beware. And uh, I, I think every individual has to treat it – you know, I think you have to be professional and, yeah. and you have to understand that this is a, a, a professional sport. But – you sometimes you cross the line in hyping a fight. I mean, you poke and, the and, line. And McGonagall wasn't even hyping a fight because she's like fifty pounds weight class yeah. difference. She, she was just talking shit. Yeah. To be honest, she deserved to get smacked around. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm fine with it, but Chris unfortunately has to deal with like the the consequences the, yeah. of that. Which I it but sucks. it's a cool thing for her. Yeah. To have been on both sides of it because now she can use that and speak publicly about it and make an impact on people. Yeah. You know so. I, I think Chris is going to be a great champion, and she's going to do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, um, and hopefully she, you know, honestly, hopefully she gets paid the way she should. Well, hopefully they they really do the the extra push. I know like Amanda Nunez get a lot of crap and stuff for everything that happened with her fight, but I think this is a really good platform for the UFC to start really pushing women's MMA and supporting the women that fight in the UFC. And, and as opposed to with Ronda, yeah, which. Ronda's the reason there is women in MMA yeah. in, in the UFC. Well, so yeah. there's no fault there, yeah. right? But what happened was the UFC promoted Ronda. Yeah. And I get it. At the, at the time, that was what made sense. And Dana even said it at one point. He said, I'm in the Ronda Rousey business. Yeah. Everybody else who's a part of the division is kind of there to, to help the Ronda Rousey business. Yeah. The problem is, is when the flaws... In Ronda's game, which everybody knew yeah. existed, were finally exposed. All these other girls who were incredibly talented hadn't been promoted. Yeah. They hadn't, they didn't have the star power. Yeah. And so now they're having to go in kind of retroactively, and which is great for the girls because now they're. They're being their brands are being built up, and, and it's not just one gal, but it's it's all the gal, gals yeah. across. And I, so I think it, it's a very positive thing that Ronda lost, yeah. and that there's still some really talented girls like Kat Singano, like Amanda, and obviously like Chris um, to to help kind of champion women's MMA. Yeah, you got Joanna. That's right, Joanna, like, dude. So let, let, let's talk about the fact that Desmond Green. Oh gosh. Let's talk Desmond. about the fact that Desmond Green, a Titan alum, Desi and I love it. I, I love that dude. Desmond, like, Desmond, you're gonna have to back off from my wife here. So, Desmond has a crush on Joanna Joetzik, like you wouldn't believe. I don't care how much wrestling you got, homie. We're going, we're going toe to toe. I'll fight so, for my so, woman. And I text him about it. I'm like, bro, you're, you're posting all this stuff. He goes, man, it's cool, man. I'm gonna be top ten in the world, and then you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> so, Desi, if you're listening, brother, more power to you, man. That Pol- that Polish girl will whoop your ass, so. <laughs> yeah, I she will definitely, definitely put a hurting on Desmond. I guess in a good and a bad way for him. Yeah. I mean, like when, I mean, I've met her before. I met her last year. 
But like the other day, I got a chance to kind of sit down and talk to her for a couple of minutes and just shaking her hand. I'm like, oh, my God, this lady's hand is solid stone. Yeah. Like she's no joke. I mean, you know, she's definitely, you know, an incredibly fit woman. Yeah. And, you know, a great personality and good looking. Uh, but make no mistakes about it that she, her body is a weapon and she's, she's damn good at using yeah. that weapon. I, I, for people who haven't been around her, all I can say is she has a almost tangible intensity, like air around her, like to see her switch. Cause she was joking around with a couple of the other people. They're all training and then training start that switch flipped and it was just game times. Like. It's one of the few times I've seen like a real fighter really switch like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean Dan Lampert says that she's an example of what every fighter should be. A hundred percent. And in particular what every champion should be. Like if she 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 came to the States, went to American Top Team as the champion. Yeah. And and walked in with her training bag and really not much else and told Dan, I I joined team, I train here and he changed the rules. They used to not allow women in the dorms. Yeah, they they made an exception for for her, and you know, so she's lived. She comes here. She does her camps. She lives in the dorms, and you know, she all she does is train. Yeah, she lives, eats, breathes mixed martial arts, and how she can become a better fighter. And she's really integrated integrated herself very well with the American Top Team kind of family and, yeah. and it's cool to see and you know you walk into the gym at any point in time and she she's there man she's either working by herself she's working with one of the coaches or she's in a class or she's in a class with the kids like yeah. it's pretty cool to see man it's awesome man i'm really happy and it's really exciting to be able to to be you know behind the scenes and see all these people do their do their thing yeah for what sure. else you got for me and then we got the dc card well then it's then it's dc and john right yeah. um torn on that one right I, I, I the outcome was as expected of course no question dc so dc's in a weird place yeah he beat everybody else no one really can kind of hold a, a a candle to him yeah but he is here and present during the time of john jones yeah so he really there's this amazingly big asterisk next to his championship yeah. And it's a shame because he beat everybody else. I mean, beat Rumble. I mean, he beat Alex. He beat, you know, he beat all those cats. So it's just unfortunate that he can't, you know, I was kind of hoping that he would have won. Yeah. Just to to not have to worry about validating his championship. Yeah. Um, And also to, to get that third fight. You know, he said it at the end. He goes, man, there's, there's, there's no rivalry here. You know, the man's yeah. beat me twice. Yeah. There's no rivalry. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. And I felt bad for him because, you know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And, you know, people gave him a lot of grief because he broke down crying. Yeah. No, man, that's – that's you would expect that. Yeah. You know, the guy has, has dedicated his entire life to being in combat sports from wrestling then to, to mixed martial arts. And he ascended to the highest level in both of those, and he's been a champion multiple times. Um, but it's got to be like it's got to be like a total mindfuck for him, considering the fact that like, hey, I lived clean, I did the right thing, I did all the things the way that they were supposed to be done, and then this kid comes out who's just the high party on animal. coke fighting me. It's like, and he fucked me up. It's not like he was. It's not a decision. Yeah, he fucked him up two yeah. times. Yeah, you know, and. I think I think DC retires, man, because he's. 
I don't know what else he can do. It's weird because I was know? thinking about that too. Because you can't if he goes to the heavyweight, he's gonna have to fight Stipe, and Kane's probably gonna retire or have to fight Stipe. And he, it's kind of like he's he's almost too small for for heavyweight in the UFC. Yeah. So where's he gonna go from there? Yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see, man. Wish him nothing but the best. You know, he's a good dude, but excited for John because it, honestly, you know he. He, he inflicted a lot of the damage that he did to yeah. himself. Um, but there's no question that he's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. And, you know, you, you want to have that, that, that our society is built on, on redemption stories. Yeah. So here he is with the ultimate redemption story. You know, loses the title, not by another man, but because of his own folly, right? And, and then continues to have to stay outside the cage because of his own indiscretions. And he eventually gets, gets the opportunity, he regains the title. So now the big question is not can he go out and beat everybody. He'll, he'll beat everybody. He'll be undefeated, you know, for years to come. Yeah. But the question is what does he do now as a champion? Not as a fighter, but what, how does he leverage his his star power, his fame, his championship status to positively impact others and then in turn perpetuate his own legacy. Yeah. Because that's what's at stake right now is his legacy. Yeah. It could go up and he could be truly considered one of the best or he could be considered a, an amazingly talented fighter who was just an asshole. Yeah. I mean, it can, you know? it can always go down to, to that age-old story of an extremely talented athlete who just kept fucking up. And, you know, he's got he's to really defend himself from his own demons you know if he really exercised his own demons or if he's gonna sit there and just keep riding the wave and stay clean and be the the john jones that as a fighter that we all love and keep away from all the rock star lifestyle stuff yeah yeah for sure anyway 214 great card awesome um what what do you think man let's let's touch on on the the mcgregor Mayweather, you know, bit for just a second. Let's talk about the drama out of the Mayweather or the McGregor camp. Oh, uh, can we? Are we allowed to talk about Paula Paulie Malignaggi there? Hey, uh, is he going to come after me? Paul Paulie's out there talking. So I, you know, listen. It's going to be interesting to see. Obviously, things happen behind closed doors. That in the, whatever happens in the training room, like there, I believe that should stay in the training room. Right. Um, but Paulie walked in knowing. What he was getting into. What he was getting into. Knowing that this is a circus. Yeah. Knowing that he was a pawn in that circus. So for him to be pissed off that they took a picture and then posted it that painted... Dude, you're part of the McGregor hype train. Yeah. So I think, and, you know what? Either suck it up and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Or he's really smart and he's setting himself up to fight Connor, Connor afterwards. Well, so that's why I'm thinking because first of all... He talked trash about Connor, saying he didn't have a chance. And then he got brought into the camp. So it could have been like, oh, let me just go ahead and bring this guy in and like, I'll just fuck him up a couple of rounds and then kick him out the door. Now, Connor has a contract, uh, contract with one of the hotels. I forget what it is. He's got a two year residency. So now, if you're telling me he's not going to fight again in the UFC, maybe he fights again in the UFC, he's got to go to boxing. Why would you stay in Vegas for two years getting paid and you're not going to fight? Oh, no. he, McGregor is about the money, dude. Yeah, he, there's something that's going to go down where he's going to make another boatload of cash, irrespective sure. of what the outcome is 
on on August twenty sixth. Yeah, doesn't matter. He wins, he loses, as long as he already won. You know, yeah, he's already won the money. He, the money is there. Like even if he ends up going all twelve rounds, it's it's Rocky one. Yeah, it's one hundred percent Rocky one. Floyd may have won, but everyone's going to be like, "Oh, you let this bum come and take you all twelve rounds. You didn't win that fight." It's Rocky one. Yep. So now it's going to be the the second match, which he's going to do because at the end, Floyd doesn't want fifty. Floyd Real wants fifty one. Right. So, I mean, that's just me. That's just what I think. Um, I'm not a. Eddie It'll Bravo. be interesting to watch it play out for sure, man. But. So, but do you think that this whole the Malinaji thing is planned, or is it just like part of just the craziness that is the McGregor I, camp? I don't know if I'm so jaded that I think it was planned. Mm. Uh, at least by McGregor, it could have been planned by Malinaji to, to again set himself up for an opportunity. Yeah, um, to be a part of the gravy train. But I, I do believe, without question, it's certainly a byproduct of the circus that is. For sure. You know, I mean, this is the biggest sporting event in combat sports ever. Ever. And, I mean, it's crazy to think that this surpasses the rumble in the jungle and, you know, all of those Rilla amazing Manila. bouts. But it does. Yeah. Just because of the day and age where social media is so present... You know, the, the, you know, ESPNs and Fox Sports are everywhere. Like, just information spreads so much faster. Yeah. And there's, frankly, a wider audience. Yeah. So, and you're, you're bringing together both boxing and MMA. So, this is the biggest event in combat sports I, history, I mean, without I, question. It's I, certainly economically, yeah. but I, I believe even in terms of prestige. For sure. I mean, it's, and at the end of the day, it's really what the UFC was created for to begin with. Different styles put together to see who's going to win. Granted, it's not exactly of you know a karate guy versus a, you know jujitsu guy, but it's two fighters from two different worlds going at it and to find out who's the best. Yeah, and, and you know even though it's under boxing rules, I think people are naive if they think that he's going to be purely boxing. And I say he, I mean McGregor. There are techniques in martial arts that he can employ legally as part of his boxing game. Yeah. You know, dirty boxing, clinch work, you know, things that will rough Floyd up. If he can get his hands on him, that's the big yeah. if. if. If Connor can get his hands on him and, and cut angles and get him, you know, where he can get that dirty boxing clinch going and, and, and work inside and just rough Floyd up and make him feel how much bigger and stronger Connor really is, you know, that's where the opportunity lies for Connor. Yeah. It's not going to be that he's going to out technique him, but. I, Connor will be able to employ certain martial art techniques yeah. that will give him an advantage that will be within the realm of the rules of boxing. I think one of the biggest things, too, is if he can land it, a Superman punch is 100% legal in boxing. Yeah, it's true. If he can land it. I mean, if Connor throws a regular punch, it's tough. But if he can throw like a good Superman punch full body into it, not many people are going to be able to hold that up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Let's talk Titan. Let's. let's get, let, I mean, this is the Titan FC podcast. Let's let's, let's talk some Titan Forty Five. Do this because you got news for me that I don't know about, and I'm learning things every day. We've discussed the hecticness and stress that is your life coming closer to fight week. For those of you that don't know, because most people don't know, Lex has a very amazing yet stressful job where he gets to pick the fights. He has the job that most of us as fight fans dream where you get to make the matchup of that guy fighting that guy would be amazing. Problem is, not everybody makes it to fight night. 
I would say maybe 60% make it to fight night. That's a good number, though. Um, sometimes it's less. Yeah. You know, We've it, seen it, that. it's crazy how many iterations we typically go through on a fight card. Yeah. To get to fight night where we've got matchups that are exciting, matchups that make sense, matchups that, that have people wanting to tune in, wanting to come into the arena and, and see it live. Um, so I sent out a bout card yesterday to, to you and the rest of the production <laughs> team. And I said in the email, if you remember, yep. expect changes. <laughs> and we were already on iteration number five. Was it five? Yeah. Oh, man. I stopped looking at that number. I just look at the dates now. So, a couple hours later, a couple things happen. One is we lost both of the Dominican fighters that we had because of visa problems. Um, unfortunate part of the business, you know, when you deal with a global sport and global athletes, sometimes this happens. I, I don't want to kind of delve into the specifics, the, the specifics, but it is unfortunate because, you know, they, they bring a new audience. Uh, it's an opportunity to showcase the global nature of the sport. You know, when we have such a global pot, platform in UFC fight pass, um, you know, it's seen in 150 plus countries. Yeah. And Hispanic countries are, are very uh, good supporters of at the fight sports. A hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's unfortunate. We, we lost both Isidro Rodriguez and uh, Edwin Valenzuela, but you know, Hopefully we'll get them on the next card and they'll have sorted through their visa issues and, you know, the matchups that we need to make happen will happen. Um, so, as a result, Edwin's opponent, Anderson Hutchinson, was actually fighting up a weight class. Yeah. Um, because he liked the matchup. But this close, he doesn't want to fight somebody else, you know, that's yeah. too big of an unknown at this late you know, notice, and he doesn't have enough time to get down to 35 where I have a great matchup for him. Yeah. But he just, he doesn't have a time to get down there. Um, so he's off the card. That sucks. I, I like watching him fight. And he's, and he's a great fighter. He's a good dude. Great submission guy. Great team. Yeah. He's got good coaches. Yeah. Pete White's camp, you yeah. know, so, um, that's a shame, but it is what it is. And, and, and so that part of the card is being reworked. But so yesterday, was it yesterday? I think. That we announced Karina Dam's fight? Yes. So we announced Karina Dam fighting uh, Jessica Rose Clark, also known as Jesse Jess, on loan from Invicta. Thank you, Shannon, for helping me make this uh, fight happen. Thank you. Uh, not easy to, to do women's MMA and not easy to match up someone with as much experience as Karina has. Um, Especially with someone with the experience that... Jesse Jess has. Yeah, so, you know, I, I had to, like, I really was, was beating my head against the wall, and I finally just, I was like, dude, I'm going to call the one person who is women's MMA, which is Shannon Knapp from Invicta, yeah. and she, you know, she figured it out for me and, and helped me get a, a, an opponent, and uh, that bout is signed, and I think a lot of people are excited about that bout. I already saw a lot of positive, you know, oh, yeah. traction in terms of people talking about it on social media, and we'll get the push behind it, so... So that one, and then today we we are announcing. You know, we we put the video out already, but we'll get it out on the podcast now uh, for our listeners. Here is 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 Houshman Feel, who went eight and two, uh, has fought. He's going into his fourth fight for Titan. He's gone uh, two and two and three so far. Um, he's fighting uh, Martin Smash Brown. Martin fought Desi. I honestly, objectively. As much as I love Desi, I thought Martin won. Yeah. 
Um, that was and, a tough fight. It was a very tough fight. And Des- Desi was collapsed he after did, the fight yeah. was over for probably five minutes. Yeah, they needed to, to bring in the oxygen tank. Yeah, and so I honestly thought Martin won, and I'm glad to see him get back in the cage. I think that's going to be a hell of a fight. I, I don't know who wins that one. Like, yeah. It's hard to guess that one. I mean, Smash do you have a thought is, on it? I, I'm. It's tough. I mean, Smash is a good fighter, and they're both good at stand-up. Um, I mean, just from watching... Uh, Manfio today, you know, and he's cutting weight and he's, he looks sharp, man. Got a lot of power. He's got, got power. You punches. know the hard way. Yeah. You, you took a, a light shot and you still. No, he definitely got my attention uh, yeah. when he gave me a little, a little pop, pop to the belly there. The, the soft underbelly. I think, I think that one is going to be a good uh, striking match, but I think it's going to be won by the, uh, the person who can control against the cage the most. Yeah, that's the way I. So let's let, let's just talk about what we got in terms of the card right now. Yeah. We'll start at the bottom. Um, we've got uh, Alberto Blas, mm-hmm. who is a four-time uh, member of the national team in Cuba for Greco-Roman uh, wrestling. He is fighting David Troche um, from Troche MMA. Fr- is that where he's at? I'm pretty sure. I think uh, it's his. Yeah. Okay, because we got him. He's 0-1. But Alex Davis uh, from American Top Team helped me put that fight together um, to, to help fill the gap. Uh, Alberto Blas is uh, teammates with Gustavo Eddie Ballard. Um, I, I've watched this dude train. Yeah. He is an athlete. He is an absolute stud. Uh, I think the guy's got just star power you know, yeah. written all over him. I think he's going to do big things. Um, I don't know much about David. I just needed an opponent. Yeah. And it, so it's a big opportunity for David Trochet to come in and, and be able to make an impact and, and, and kind of get past that first loss he had in his career and get a, a win over a guy who, you know, competed in the Pan Ams, was on the national team, um, you know, very high level wrestling and, you know, part of a, obviously a great team. So yeah. that'll be exciting to see that. Battle. I feel for sure. It's going to be like the beginning of our, of our last card, like, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Ige, yeah. where it was just the beginning of the night and it was a scrap. Yep, for sure. And then bout number two is, you know, Taylor crawl versus Rob Turnquist. Yeah. Crawl's that's going to be yeah. a fight, man. Like that's going to be a scrap. And yeah. I, I don't think that one goes the distance. Not, not yeah. any, and this is the second time these cats are fighting. And, you know, Taylor, I think, has got redemption on his mind because he he did not perform the way that you would expect a guy who, yeah. who could put hands on you the way Taylor, Taylor Crawl can. Yeah. You know, and this is Roger Crawl's son, you know, one of the main coaches, an absolute monster in the world of striking. And, um, you know, Taylor hasn't lived up to his potential. Yeah. I think he's, what, 7-5 and five or something like that? I don't know. I, can't I, think. I, think it's, I think that's right. He's 7-5, and five and he's had some tough fights. He's had a couple tough fights in, in, in Titan. Yeah. But, you know, he's an entertaining fighter, and I like watching him. And, uh, you know, I'm really hopeful that he goes out and, and performs. And, and Rob is, you know, he's fought for us quite a few times. And, yeah. And he's, he's definitely uh, focusing in more and more for, for this fight. I think so, yeah. I think sure. he really, like... I know deep down inside he really needs this win, just not even for for the organization, but for himself. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and to be honest, I, I Rob and I had talked, and he's like, "Man, I, you know, where do I stand with the promotion?" I'm like, "Brother, give me some time. I got to digest it. This is after his last fight." Yeah, you know, and I had kind of half made the decision that I was going to release him because I thought maybe it was just he needed to go somewhere else just to to kind of rebound, you know. Yeah. Um, but then 
you know, the opportunity I talked to Roger about, you know, potentially doing that rematch with Taylor. And when I, when I call Rob up, he's like, you know what, man, I love it. Let's do it. I appreciate it. So for him, I think he's got a lot on his shoulders because he knows that he was on the outside looking in yeah. and now he has an opportunity to be back on a big platform. So I, I think he, you're going to see a great fight from these guys and, yeah. and, you know, I think it'll be one that keeps the momentum going through the night. Yeah, I'm glad to hear he's on the card because he hit me up a few weeks ago. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come down and watch the fights. I'll just come up and say hi. I was like, yeah, for sure. And then you tell me he's fighting. I'm like, well, you better show up now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so fights three and four, well, those are in limbo because those were the, the fights that Dominicans were in. Um, I, I've got to find a fight for Yuris um, Jurisic because he was fighting... He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he was fighting uh, Yasidro uh, Rodriguez. So, I, and I, you know, guys, five and zero, really hyped coming out of Eastern Europe. Uh, I think Latvia, if I'm not mistaken, right? I, no, uh, Slovenia, I think. Yeah, maybe Slovenia. Yeah. yeah. So I want to, I want to find a way to showcase him. I've reached out. Actually, I reached out to Michael James Cora. Oh. And I'm waiting. I don't know if if if, if, if Cora is ready to fight yet or not from yeah. his contender loss, but. He he had a epic knockout of a absolute stud in Will Starks. Yeah. So if I can make that fight, I think it would be awesome. But we'll see. I, I'm going to work very hard to get Uris a, a, an opponent. Um, be healthy, Michael. But I want to see you fight. Yeah, for sure. I want to see sure. you fight. I would love that fight, man. Yeah. I would love that fight. So we'll see how that goes. And then we get the heavyweights, man. Mm. You know, we get Steve Mowry, who is. Um, you know, he's a fixture over with the combat club, Hard Knocks guys. You know, he's one of Stefan Struve's main training partners as Stefan prepares for his main event fight. And Linton uh, Vassell from yeah, Bellator. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, this guy is, I mean, he trains with some some studs and he holds his own and does really well. Um, you know, he's 1-0 and uh, for Titan. And then you've got Dustin Clements, who's 2-0, and who I think was in island fights beforehand. Yeah. And now is is looking to come in. He, he actually did his full camp over at Jackson Wink. Oh. Um, so he's been working hard, putting in. So I think that this is going to be a great, you know, great night of fights. And it'll be really good to see. I'm really anxious to see Steve fight. I mean, a lot of people don't give Steven uh, that much credit, but he had a pretty good record even in amateur and a lot of submission wins. Yeah. So and I've I've his ground game is slick, man. I, you're telling someone who's been choked by him a few times. Yeah, I've rolled I mean, with like him. his. He's working his hands with Henry, yeah. you know, and, and he's making a lot of progress. Yeah, uh, but his ground game, that's slick. Yeah, it's slick. I mean, he gives he gives Stefan fits. Yeah, you know, and Stefan is, is is very talented on the ground. That's someone I want to roll against. I gotta yeah. roll with Struve when he's. Done I, I with think this it fight. can't be fun. You know, I, I've been kicked by him a bunch. <laughs> it's not fun. Let me tell you that much because I hold pads yeah. for him when we travel. Yeah. That's not fun. That's not fun. Um, then after that, we've got Demarcus. One of Steve's teammates, uh, Demarcus Jackson, who's who's fought for Titan quite a few times, six and one. Last fight won by first uppercut, round KO. Yeah, uppercut TKO right in front of Rumble. Yeah, you know, I think that was like his his homage to Rumble. Let me knock this cat out right in front of you. Yeah, two minutes in. Yeah, so he he's going to be fighting uh, Luciano dos Santos Macrao, who is one of the the primary striking coaches at American Top Team. Um, so it's going to be good. You know, a lot of people know because I post it all the time. Yeah. I, I train with Luciano. Uh, he comes to the house and we, 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 we put in a lot of work. But I also train with Jay-Z. Um, so DeMarcus is giving him mad shit. He's like, <laughs> he just sends me text messages. I'm going to fucking piece your boy up, dude. I'm going to yeah. take your boy. I'm like, look, man, 
I train with him for sure. I'm totally unbiased. I, I think it's a great fight. You know, um, Luciano's 10 and 7. Yeah. You know, and he, he's definitely kind of a journeyman. Uh, but he, he works hard, and the great thing about him is he puts on exciting fights. Yeah. So he's going to come forward, and he's going to throw big punches, big kicks, and DeMarcus is going to have to, I think, be more technical because uh, Makarov is going to be throwing bombs, man, and he, yeah. he's a guy who really wants this fight very badly because he, he knows he needs up. just the consistency and he needs yeah. to get the win and, and all that. And DeMarcus, I think, is probably, you know um, – Probably more well-rounded, yeah, because he has a good ground game as a wrestler, uh, whereas Luciano does not. But he has some jujitsu, um, so it, it, that's a good fight. I'm excited for that one. I think that'll be good. But how about this one, the the battle of the five and O's? James Blair, stud kid out of Hawaii who's training at a top team now, versus Askar Askar, who also five and O is Bilal Muhammad's brother, trains yeah. out of Chicago, absolute stud. Um, I think that's probably the fight of the night, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty pumped about that one. I mean, James James has so much potential just from what I saw. and no, That's right. We yeah. watched him work with Rosa the other day, and I've seen him in the gym a few times. He's yeah. slick, man. The kid's definitely got some potential. I think it's – it's. I feel there's – even though they're both 5-0, and o, there's probably more pressure on James because – He's in the bigger gym. He, you know, yeah. he comes from that Hawaiian lineage – you know he's working with a lot of studs. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I could see that. I because I mean at the end of the day, I think Askar has got so much confidence in himself. He's like compared his experience to to James's experience is a little bit different outside of the gym in the actual cage. But James doesn't fuck around, and that kid is serious. He's a he's. It's funny because we're working with him, doing all the videos we did for Way of the Warrior. He is a professional. And yeah. for someone that age to have that mentality, I give him credit because that kid is a professional. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So after that fight, we've got Karina Dan versus Jessica, Jesse Jess, yep. Rose Clark. Um, you She's know, again, out of Syndicate MMA now, correct? She is. She's yeah. originally out of Australia, um, but fights in Invicta, and she's out of Syndicate. So I think that's actually, and again, a lot of people talking about that fight. Yeah. Like, that's a fight to watch. Uh, then we got House versus Martin. We talked, talked about, about that. that. That's going to be, I think, a barn burner. Then you've got in, in the co-main event spot, Gustavo Eddie Ballard My versus man. Jorge Calvo. I, I love this fight. Yeah, like I think this is. I mean, Ballard's what all of four three. Yeah. you know, like he's tiny, but he's also jacked, and his wrestling is amazing. And I don't know that he's going to knock you out, but he throws big legs, big shots with his hands. You know, I, I, he's exciting. He's a pressure fighter, uh, and then Jorge Calvo. You know, he he ten and one. Yeah. You know, he's he, one of the top guys in South America. It's so crazy. And you isn't know? he a lawyer? He is. It's a lawyer. He's a lawyer and a fight promoter. Can you he imagine has his own that? fight promotion in Costa Rica? It's like, first of all, he's gonna whoop your ass on the fight card that he put together. And then if you have a problem with the with the doctors, you let him know. He's got you. That's Come right. Here. That's right. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, I, I've gotten to know uh, Jorge quite a bit because he's fought for his. I think this is now maybe his it's third. No, it's his third or fourth. Yeah, he's fought for us quite a few times. He fought Alexa Villa. He fought. Uh, who was his last fight against on the last card? Oh man, um, I can't think of the name right now. Um, Damn, that was a good I fight. I think this too. is his fourth Submission fight. Submission win, yeah. Yeah, this is his fourth fight. He had one loss, 
and then two wins, and then he's going into his fourth fight. Yeah. Um, and then the main event, man. This one honestly should be a title fight. Um, wasn't one hundred percent sure where we were because Jason Jackson was going over to the contender series, and you know, so I didn't do the title fight. Yeah. But certainly worthy of it, you know. And I, and I would change it, but how do you change it? Two or three weeks out before a fight, and say it's a title fight, and you gotta, go from three way, round to five. Go rounds. from three to five rounds. Yeah. Like I don't think that's really fair. Yeah. Um, so without question, you know, this is a fight that's certainly worthy of it. Um, you know, Valdir's what seventeen and seven. Adriano is five and one, uh, but an absolute beast. He's yeah. considered the the kind of top uh, welterweight in Brazil. Um, and he looked amazing in his last fight. Valdir had that great submission uh, during his last fight. Going to be Preston Parsons. Yeah, I mean yeah. Preston's very tough. Yeah, you know that's going to be one of our, uh, our our finishes of the week. That fight is not going to go like all three rounds. I don't think so. I, I think either Adriano KOs Valdir or Valdir catches him in a submission. Yeah. It's going to be one of those two things, and yeah. I think it maybe goes into the second round. Yeah, I give credit to Valdir. His striking has improved so much over the years. He works hard, man, and yeah. he's now at top team, and he's putting in work. I'm going to go see him tomorrow. Um, he's going to be doing some sparring tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, – I'm excited about this card, man. Again, it doesn't – you know, we had the, the last card had Jay-Z versus Kurt Holbaugh, Shorty, in that historic uh, fight against Sharapov becoming the champ champ. You know, a lot of other great fights on that card. Yeah. Um, we, we've, we've put guys into the contender series, a lot of them. Yeah. And some of our big-name guys. So I, I didn't have the star power available, you know, in terms of champions and all that to fight on this card for various reasons. But when I look at this card as it's come together... Man, I'm super excited about no, it. No, it's like, a great I card. think this is going to be one of the better cards we've put on in terms of what the fan no. experience is in terms of, of performances. Especially having it not be a championship fight card. It'll be a faster-paced night. That's yeah. for sure. Because usually we do two, sometimes three title fights. Yeah. And those are, you know, those can be longer fights, you know. And just yeah. the pace, so the pacing of the night typically is a little bit different. These will all be bing, bang, boom, you know, like yeah. one right after the other. And they're all exciting fights. That's the crazy part. Everyone's got the potential to finish the fight early. Yep. Every single one of, uh, of the the ones on this card. And it's, it's not even done yet. Because it sounds like you got some plans for the, the two or three gaps that we got to fill yeah, in. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I'm looking at doing a, a bout with Gleason de Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got to find the right opponent for him to fill one of the holes. Um, if I can't find Uris an opponent... Then I would look to maybe put Lombardo in if I could find him an opponent. So there's there's options. You know, I'm yeah. going to try to do the right thing and get Euros an opponent because he's on the card, he's in camp, he's been training. Uh, I'm excited to see him fight. Um, but if I can get Gleason an opponent that makes sense, adding him to the card. I mean, he put on a great performance. He usually puts on great fights. Yeah. You know, he's in camp. You heard him hassling me today at yeah. the gym. Like you know, he came up to me. He, I'm like, hey, how's it going, man? How you doing? He's like, good, man. Just want to fight. I'm like, hey. Talking to the wrong guy. You got to talk to that guy. That's like, right. That's I just hold right. the camera and I press the buttons. That's all I do. So, I, I, you know, I, I think we're going to make that happen for him. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. So, we'll see. We're getting close, you know. Um, it's all coming together. I'm excited for it. So, you know, I think all we have to say is, you know, August 18th, if you haven't got tickets, go to Ticketmaster, get those tickets. Tickets are Come available on, now. Come on, check it out. 
awesome night of shows. And, you know, if you're, if you're listening from outside of the South Florida area, certainly, you know, go to UFC Fight Pass and check it out there. They've been a great partner for us, a great platform to, to showcase all this amazing talent here in South Florida. So lots of ways to see the fights. Hope you do. Looking forward to seeing you there. Yeah, we're going to be back at the Pembroke Pines City Center. So don't get lost on the way there. Available on UFC Fight Pass, Ticketmaster.com for the tickets if you're coming to the show. Pick them up now. Get yourself some great seats. Pretty much anywhere you sit on that venue, though, is, is a pretty good seat. And then you still have some VIPs, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll have lots of stuff going on VIP-wise. And, um, you know, I've got some tables. We're going to do some ticket giveaways. So make sure you're following us on social media. And also just, you know, as always, you know, and I, I seriously, I wish you still had your you know, flowing locks my, because it would be so much main. easier to plug. It's a 10 hair care. If you had these gorgeous Fabio esque locks, I'll just go back to the Mohawk and, and show you the, the amazingness <laughs> that it's a 10 does. It's but, actually, it's funny because more and more people are telling me how much they enjoy. It's a 10. It's like, no, you know what, man, it's a big brand. Yeah. You know, so we're, we're lucky as hell to be affiliated Absolutely. with them. But my wife uses the product before it's a 10 before, you know, the relationship kind of began. My wife was using it for the kids because it's great for the kids. Yeah. And then as we started talking, tons of people use it. You go to the supermarket, you see it. You go to the the CVS or the Walmart, you see it. Like it's everywhere. It's a massive brand. So yeah. you know, Titan's very lucky and very fortunate that Carolyn Aronson has gotten behind us and and supported, and she believes what we do. And so, as always, just a huge thank you. And please go check out the Insta Ten products. They kick ass. They've now got he's a 10, which might help us. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't make perfection better, but I'll still try. You'll still try. Still You're try. a good man. You're a team player. That's what I I'm like about you. I'm a team player. All right, we're out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in to the Titan FC podcast. Be sure to tune in, subscribe to the uh, iTunes channel, subscribe to our YouTube channel for more behind-the-scenes content as we get closer to Fight Night. As always, thank you very much to our sponsor, It's a 10. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com, August 18th, Titan FC 45, coming at you.